The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. Time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag from Tel Aviv. We bring you Australia's only Eurovision podcast, Eurovision. Direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Invercargill. Now, here's your host, Ben Navratova. Hello everybody and welcome back to Eurovision for the final time in 2019, at least for adult Eurovision, uh, because we might do junior Eurovision, we'll see how we feel at the end of this episode, but for another year, the Eurovision Song Contest is done and dusted, we are saying farewell to Israel after another interesting year, there's uh, been lots to talk about in the final, there's controversy as always, we've got a new winner, we've got new songs that are stuck in our head, new songs that we wish weren't stuck in our head, but are... And already we are looking forward to 2020, of course. I'm Ben, and joining me is the saddest man in the world right now because he hates this part of the year when Eurovision over. It's Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, I wish I had a tissue to give you, my friend, because I know that you're very upset right now that this is all done and dusted for another year. You're not wrong. So much hype, and then to come down so quickly... um... Yeah, I think we might have to um, podcast on Junior Revision to, to get me through kind of the rest of the year. Well, another man who's also a bit upset that it's over for another year, but I know he's also a bit happy because Richmond won today. I wish I knew what it was like for a football side to win or at least even get within 20 points of another team, but that's another story. Alex Morella, welcome back to the beautiful episode of Eurovision, Eurovision that we're on right now. Thank you, Ben. It does give me a tiny bit of silver lining, but I did enjoy the show this morning, so it was good. Well, yes, 5am starts for you guys. I was a bit lucky this year that I'm in New Zealand, so it's a 7am start for me, so not as bad. But um, we have a new winner, the Netherlands. Finally, they've broken their drought, uh, their long, long drought without winning Eurovision. Uh, Duncan Lawrence with Arcade. It was the bookies' favourite. A long time ago, really, back in January since I first looked at it, and here it is, it's the winner. And, yeah, um, I, I, I almost want to say never in doubt. Uh, I mean, the new point system, well, it's not really that new, we're kind of, you know, four years into it now, I guess makes it a little bit tenser than maybe it usually would be, but um, I guess at the end of the day, we sort of thought this is what would happen. It happened, and congratulations to the Netherlands. I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, congratulations, you've predicted a winner uh how are you feeling and uh what are your thoughts on netherlands winning look i'm pretty happy i've picked a winner i i've stood by i think every time we've done this i've never picked the winner so it was um it was a safe bet going for the for the hot favorite but i thought it had to be done because i really have uh not been successful um i'm okay with it i still kind of agree with people where i think there were better songs out there but i also accept that 
it, it's a good song. He performed it well. Um, so I can't have too much of a complaint about it. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm probably exactly the same mindset. It never was my favourite. I think it's a bit overrated, but it definitely is not as bad as I thought it was a week ago <laughs> after the performances, and it's not North Macedonia, which we'll get to that probably at some point. Um, Jared, Netherlands, first time since 1975. Uh, what are your, your thoughts on this winning this year? Uh, I'm content. I suppose I would have liked things to go a different way. Um, maybe see the runner-ups, Italy, get over the line. Um, but um, I think it's a perfectly okay choice. I do think that his performance after he won was probably like his best performance of the song um, throughout. And kind of in that moment, I was like, this is a, an okay winner. Uh, this performance is deserving. Um yeah, and just happy, um, play on the Heritage card a little bit, uh, maybe stay with some relatives who I don't know the names of uh, <laughs> next year to uh, go and watch it live. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's great. One thing I will say is I, I like it when a country breaks its drought. Uh, you know, as I said, 1975, so a very long time. And for, for the Netherlands, really, this uh, millennium, they, they struggled a lot in the 2000s. Uh, you look between 2005 and 2012, didn't even qualify for the final uh, 2014, of course, came very, very, very close uh, with Come After the Storm. They lost to Conchita, uh, but yeah, very close that year. And really kind of been quite solid since. Did make the final in 2015. We're 11th in both 2016 and 17. And then last year really went out differently with the country song, uh, which I quite liked. I would have preferred that to have won uh, for Netherlands were going to finally win. But um, yeah, no, great to see a country that hasn't won it in a, in a long time. Um, and... Uh, I know that the Netherlands are getting the Grand Prix again next year, so I'm already out there saying Zandvoort in uh, the Netherlands should be hosting uh, the Grand Prix and Eurovision on the same weekend. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm assuming we're going to Amsterdam, but uh, who knows? That would be a pretty uh, big party. Um, and I guess when it comes to the top five, you mentioned uh, there, Jared, about Italy, um, which... Again, they're just always up there. They're sniffing about. They they've got to win it soon. They just are always um doing very very well. But I'll just quickly go over the top five, and maybe we can just give a rundown of our thoughts uh, on this one. Obviously, the Netherlands winning, Italy second, uh, Russia ended up third. Um, which actually surprised me that they actually finished that high because the um, the jury vote wasn't looking fantastic for them, but they got a lot on the telly vote. Uh, Switzerland, uh, they were actually I looked at the Euros, uh, the Eurovision World odds sort of after the performances, and Switzerland shot right up there to second uh, after the performances. So I was thinking that could be a real smoky to to take it. And Norway, who were absolutely murdered in the jury vote, shot right up there. In the, and so they should. That was a, a great song to see. Um, and, yeah, good to see them up there so high. That song is still stuck in my head. Jared, I mean, outside of that, you mentioned obviously Italy. I, I was very much rooting for that. When I, when I could see that Australia weren't going to win, I probably was rooting for Italy the most. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a, a top five, really, of songs that we all kind of liked and thought that were going to be up there. Uh, Sergey again, third for Russia. <laughs> Poor Sergey. Any thoughts on our on our top five outside of uh, the Netherlands? I think it was really strong. I think the whole of the voting was really uh, suspenseful. I liked that they kind of switched up the way that they did the um, televote, going from kind of like bottom of the list uh, back up to the top instead of just going through that in in the order because I think if they'd done it in the 
in the order that people were getting like points like germany first was zero um and then going up the list then it wouldn't have been as suspenseful you would have got to norway last but you would have seen that they were so far down that they weren't going to catch up um whereas with this you had no idea kind of how many points were left um whether it's possible for the netherlands to to get back into the lead or not um so i think that was really interesting uh, and just so much movement about the countries the fact that like sweden dominated the um jury vote which they tend to have done kind of over the past couple of years but they haven't been resonating with the televote lately um and then norway yeah that well-deserved uh televote i was so happy that was probably the highlight of the whole show for me was the fact that they were way down on the list and then they're announcing the points and then all these countries around them are getting like nothing and then they're like 291 points and they shot right up uh, which was so good because that score from the jury is just shocking and terrible and they need to get more like pop people obviously on the jury panels because it deserved more than that. 47 points they got from the jury and yeah, 293 points from the televote, which just, yeah, I can't agree with you more. Like just thoroughly, thoroughly deserved a high spot on that list. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a few songs that I think we would probably all agree that deserved higher spots and some that deserve lower spots. Um, Alex, yeah, your thoughts on that that top five? Oh, I can't have too many complaints about it, to be honest. Um, I guess I was surprised by Russia going so high more than anything else. But um, other than that, you know, I, w- I was the same. I was thrilled that Norway got a lot of votes um, late in the piece. I was really happy Switzerland got a lot of votes late in the piece. Um, and I was fairly happy that a few of the ones that were so, I guess, strong with the juries didn't end up with with the most amazing votes in the piece. Um, I agree, too, that the ending was quite exciting where you weren't really sure if kind of Sweden had lots of votes or no votes. And I don't know if anyone was keeping count, so they kind of knew how many votes would have come. But if you were, good on you. Um, no, it was just really interesting to, to see how it all went. And I think, you know, was really happy to see Italy up there. So I, I can't have too much of a complaint about the overall thing. I could probably have a lot of complaints about the jury voting in general, but um, that's probably a different issue. I'm just uh, actually just quickly, I'm on Twitter and um, I'm seeing someone shared footage of the Dutch spokesperson uh, when it was announced that they won. I don't know if either of you have seen it. I might just actually uh, retweet that on our Euros Vision uh, Twitter account. She is in tears and going off. <laughs> so I love seeing reactions. The Dutch are very, very passionate people. I mean, the sole reason why they're essentially getting a Grand Prix back is because of the popularity of their driver, Max Verstappen. And I've been at Grand Prix and sat next to Dutch supporters for Max Verstappen, and they are rabid fans. So, uh, if yeah, Jared, if you can sneak into a, uh, a family home next year for Europe, I think the, the Netherlands would be the year to go because uh, definitely would be uh, very interesting to see how that goes um, when they host it. Outside of the top five, I mean, we sort of mentioned, um, I guess, songs that finish higher, lower than we thought. Uh, I, for one was very nervous about the prospect of North Macedonia doing something here because, Jesus, the jury loved them. Um, I don't know why. Um, that song was one of the ones that really put me to sleep. Only ended up getting 58 on the uh, tele voting, so thank Lord it did not um, end up winning it. But outside of that, if we look at the, uh, the overall finishing positions, obviously we'll talk about Australia separately, but, um, I mean, were there any ones there for you, Alex, that sort of watching it you were surprised 
where they finished, uh, any particular ones that maybe thought should have been higher, should have been lower, uh, or were you kind of satisfied with the rest of the results? Um, I guess besides North Macedonia, which was shocking me every time there were more more countries voting for it, um, the one that probably surprised me that I thought would get more was Spain. I thought it was a good kind of fun boppy track, and it got no love from anywhere, especially the juries. Um, but I thought there might be a little bit more. I didn't expect it to, you know, win or anything. But I thought, geez, it, it got a rough run on it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, that that was probably the biggest shock for me. And I think it got a huge cheer when that was performed as well. And it was a great performance. So, um, yeah, very, very shocking. Um, Jared, was it was there any particular ones for you? Yeah, I suppose the two kind of on different ends of the spectrum in relation to jury and televote are the Czech Republic getting seven points from the televote. I was like, what has happened there? Like, surely that's a mistake. That shocked me. Um, and then, yeah, Spain's jury vote of seven um, is just not right as well. And they were two of the countries that I personally voted for this morning. So, um, the, yeah, that Spain result is just not um, fair. That's the one that kind of stands out to me the most is just it should be at least up bumping on the top ten, at least like around that kind of early teen mark, I think, um, is an appropriate spot for it, not back in the 20s. Yeah, Czech Republic was definitely one which I didn't realise I think was as popular as it was. I mean, I didn't dislike the song. It was catchy. Um, it wasn't one of my favourites, but it's, you know, it was fine. But, like, that got a fair bit of love on the jury. And then, yeah, seven points on the televoting. That was just, wow. Uh, the ones, obviously... You know, there was a few of the moments here when these countries are voting for Germany and the UK and kind of uh, Israel above us. Uh, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to the televoting, I just love the reaction of the host. And it's like, the United Kingdom, we're sorry, three points. And then Germany, we're sorry, zero points. Um, <laughs> just so good uh, to see that. Uh, and poor old the, the UK... Dead last. (laughs) It deserved it. It really deserved it. I feel like we need to just bring this up. What can they do? I don't understand it. This is every year. It happens. Every year they send shit. I just just cannot fathom that this country that has produced so many iconic acts of musicians, singers, bands, everything in the world and has contributed to pop culture so much... They keep sending rubbish. Jared, do you just think they don't want to win it? Like, why do they do this? I just don't think they have any taste. I I just, at this point, I'm thinking they just bring in a ring like San Marino did or Estonia did. Get somebody from a different country to represent you and then get one, somebody from your country to co-write a song, um, preferably not a lot of it, maybe a single line or single note. Um, so that you can enter it. Um, it's just... And the, the fact that this has come from a selection where there were other choices, it's not like this was an internal choice from a panel that has bad taste. This has come from the public as the best possible song that they could send. Um, it's just a joke. I think straight away the, the fact for me too that it's a song from Sweden, from Sweden's singer, who he didn't enter it. Like, that's your warning sign. Don't pick this song that is a reject. Um, and 26, I could not be happier with that finish for them. Since the new millennium, they have finished last four times, and previous to that, they had never finished last. Their highest position uh, in the last 10 years was fifth, and that was uh, 10 years ago, 
And this millennium, they have only finished in the top 10 twice. And that was with Jade Ewan, It's My Time, back in 2009 with our fifth. They were third in 2002 with Jessica Garlic, Come Back, quite poignant really the name of that. Uh, but you've just got to look at their, their last results. This, I mean, this decade, the, the decade between 2010 and 2019, um, it, it's, I, I don't have the facts, but I'm going to say it because I'm assuming it would be true that this would have to be their first decade. They've never had a top 10 finish. 11th, the highest this decade. And that was Blue, a, a notable band. But, I mean, you look who they're sent. Engelbert Humperdinck, uh, Bonnie Tyler, uh, you know, bands and singers. I mean, Bonnie Tyler, one of the biggest one-hit wonders of all time. Total Clips of the, the Heart. And she can't even get outside of 19th. Uh, Alex, what the fuck? UK, like, I mean, we love to shit on them. It's a, it's a sporting rivalry between Australia and that. But, I mean, the difference in sport, we can't really shit on them because, really, England are kind of better than us in most sports nowadays. Like, they've kind of eclipsed since the all the money went into the London Olympics and things like that. So, we can't do that. But in Eurovision, we can because we beat them in Eurovision every year. Well, yeah, it's, it's baffling. And you kind of talk about them having no taste. It's kind of strange because then I was like, well... Maybe they had no idea what to vote for in the UK, like what they think they like. But looking at the televote, like they still voted for all the popular tracks that we really like. So surely they've got some clue of like what they should be liking. Like they gave 12 to Norway. So clearly they know what they should be trying to like. They just mm. don't produce anything like that. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, if this was a, a football team, you'd be sacking the coach. Like you'd be having an inquest. You would just be doing something. But just they just don't seem to care. So, uh, I, just, I, I mean, it's just gotten to the point now where I almost kind of want them to do well. <laughs> just to kind of see what it's like. Because in our lifetimes, essentially, uh, they have only won once in my lifetime. And that would be the same as you guys because you're both younger than me. So, yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, that's the UK. Um, just a few other things before we get to Australia. Um, representative standouts. I mean, this is kind of an odd question. Uh, I, I quite liked, I think it was the Russian guy who just started playing piano. Um, it's better than the UK song, really. Uh, I like there was so many that just did not give a shit about speaking English. Uh, and I also appreciated all the ones that uh, mentioned Australia because, you know, it was like good morning, um, you know, Europe, and then a few would say Australia. And our Australians, I, I liked Electric Fields. I liked seeing them. That looked cool. Although I will say SBS, there's more to Australia than the Sydney Opera House, okay? Um, uh, Alex, any standouts of the representatives for you? Um... Not particularly. The the guitarist, was that the one you were talking about? He was quite cool. Like, I can't even remember what country he's from um, that played that. That was pretty cool. But um, I can't say other than that I was that interested and fascinated by them. I just wanted to get the votes, really. <laughs> uh, Jared, any thoughts? I disagree. I agree with both of you. I think the um, guitar guy and then the Russian guy on the piano um, were the definite standouts. Mm. Uh, just also going to mention um, the the performances. I, I obviously we had Nadia, we had Golden Boy. I mean, God, we were we all involved in that one. I, I love the intro kind of then coming out the stage like that. That was great. I also really loved that interval uh, moment when they had past winners performing. Oh, that was great. They should do that every year. That was a great addition. Um, uh, yeah, and then there was Madonna. <laughs> Look, I love, I love Madonna. I, I love her to bits, but um, I don't know what was going on in Like a Prayer. There, she was failing to hit some notes, and then someone plugged in the auto tune, and she was back to sounding decent. But um, yeah, wow. Um, 
I guess he tried to overdo it by having a bit of controversy at the end there, by having those people with the Palestinian and Israeli flag to make it, hey guys, I sucked, but look, controversy. Um, Jared, what, what happened? I didn't even know. Um, everything else, like you said, was good. Um, Nadev being back was amazing. I would have liked more of the song. Um, and then I agree. I think the kind of bringing back past performers um, to sing other performers' songs was a really nice um, touch. Um, so I do hope, I hope as well, that they, they can bring that back um, somehow moving forward. Um, but yeah, the controversy as well. The fact that, and then um, Hatari, um, when they get their points, and like the whole week, I feel like it's been this big thing of like they knew how like Iceland felt about it. Um, there's been all these articles on how like they've kept them on a really short leash, and if you watch some of their interviews, there'll be certain questions that they're kind of told like not to answer. Um, and then like whoever had this one job of stopping them, and they just go to like the camera, and it's like it's right there. It's like you didn't. They could have cut to anything else, um, but like. I appreciate that it was funny. Um, it was it was definitely one of the moments of the final and um, kept things interesting at that kind of midpoint in the um, jury vote. So you're kind of like, how many countries left? Are we ever going to get to the end? Um, so, yeah, but the other performances were all um, all great kind of interval acts. First time in, uh, what, three years we haven't had a stage invader. So there you go. Um, Alex, any thoughts? Oh, I agree with the the interval of the past, like kind of notable songs was fantastic and absolutely needs to be a, a thing going forward. I think that was a really cool way to, to keep a bit of interest. I actually missed the start of it. I went to have a shower to get ready for work and I came back and my friend had messaged me. I was like, oh my God, you have to watch this if you missed it. it it's incredible. So I went back and then was very impressed with it. So that was really good. Um, I'm going to pay out a little bit on the shit magician. I'm not sure what was going on with that. Um, that. That did bring the mood down a little bit. Going to just put it out there. Don't think we're going to go with that next year. Yeah, I, I don't know if magicians in the Netherlands are a thing. Um, but maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know. But, you know, I'd have to uh, I'd have to agree with that too. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, we can talk a bit about Australia now. Um, obviously, my prediction was stupid. But at the same time, she did get top 10. So we're back into the top 10. Um, it was actually the second highest total point score we've ever received in Eurovision, uh, behind Dami Yim. And, you know, she got a huge cheer. Uh, she, there's a lot of people singing along with her in the crowd, Kate. I thought she gave a flawless performance. Uh, I thought she did fantastic, but unfortunately just, just wasn't there. And it's, it's not really, we can, we can't really blame one or the other because we kind of didn't get the love from the jury. And then we got more love from the, the televote than we've ever gotten in the past. Um, I think I saw a stat before this was our highest televote we'd ever received. Uh, it is 46% that I can see it was our score was from the televote. So even higher than when dummy in back in 2016. So, uh, unfortunately, but we're back in the top 10, so I guess that's a, that's a positive. And, and great to see uh, Kate also tweeting out that she was very thrilled with the top 10 finish. So, uh, yeah, she's held her head high and kind of left it and obviously had a blast with everything that happened. Uh, start with you, Alex. Um, are, we, are you disappointed? Are you satisfied? Kind of what are your thoughts about Australia and where we finished? Yeah, look, a little bit disappointed. I certainly was hoping for a higher finish. Um but at the same time, like getting 131 televotes is still so much better than last year. So, like, as much as I know Europe's never going to embrace, I think us as like 
being there completely. Like it's it's nicer to see when we do send a good song, we're going to get a lot of votes still. Um, so I think that's really encouraging more than anything else. Is we can we probably can match it because we are still going to get votes, which is which is really pleasing. And the positive thing too, we won the semi final. The the points came out for that, so uh, Kate did win her semi final. So that's uh, good news there. We won something. Um, so yay, um, Jared. Yeah, I feel like she deserved to be a little bit higher. Um, I think top five would have been appropriate. I would have kind of kicked Russia out of that group and put Australia in instead. Um, but, yeah, I just thought we were going to do so much better with the jury vote. Um, so, to me, that was kind of a letdown. But I was pleasantly surprised by the televote for Australia because when that was when we were waiting for it and I'm predicting, I'm like, oh, I think maybe like kind of around the 70 mark kind of based on, on last year and just feeling that like there's no way we're ever going to be embraced here um but pleasantly supply surprised by that 131 um i think it would be nice if we got ahead of north macedonia hmm. um but i think still it's great to be back in the top 10 for a song that actually deserves it um we've had three entries that deserve top 10 and four entries that have uh, made it there so um <laughs> just after last year that 20 20- it was slack and now i feel like it, it could have been better this morning but it was still um a good and respectable finish um so yeah kate can be proud they i will say they did um ruin it again for us with the recap segment of the song that they chose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so whoever did that i think has a little bit of a bias because that was just nothing happening during that moment at all just uh, a minor award that also Australia picked up. So people who may be not familiar with, there are a few other sort of awards that are given out from various other organisations. Uh, so you have the OGAE Awards, which are sort of um, prestigious. They've been handed out since 1984. It's kind of a bunch of fan clubs around Europe get together and vote for their uh, top five songs. And then there's the Marcel Bezencon Awards, uh, first handed out in 2002. Uh, and it's founded by Sweden's Eurovision uh, representative from 1992. Uh, and it's kind of just a, a little competition that a bunch of people put together. There's a press award, the artistic award, and the composer award. And Australia won the artistic award. Uh, so congratulations. We did win another one. Um, the composer award went to Italy. And the press award went to the Netherlands. So there you go. And uh, just for the OGAE award, if you're wondering who won that, Italy took out that one uh switzerland was second and the netherlands third so quite a almost a sweep for the dutch when it came to positions in these awards and everything that as well uh before we go through our rankings any other thoughts um things that we haven't talked about that you want to mention we've got the hosts i guess um i I did kind of like the the guy interviewing madonna um Madonna actually came across as kind of friendly for once. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> and I also then liked the guy interviewing that rapper dude that was singing with Madonna who was just basically like, yeah, my mum grew up on Madonna. I didn't, but I'm glad to be here. And I didn't know what Eurovision was until now. So, yeah, go. <laughs> I don't know. Jared, any other thoughts? Um, I just think it's interesting that our jury gave 12 points to Sweden again. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of... Ha- waiting for that to change and um i was actually kind of happy that sweden didn't do that amazing in the televote because i don't think it really um deserved to win the the uh jury vote in the end and i think north macedonia was very kind of similar um in respect to how kind of austria won the jury vote last year 
Um, so I think maybe in the future to kind of keep an eye out for those type of songs to do well um, with the juries. And I do want to say as well that um, Australia's Televote um, has done some good in restoring my faith in the Australian public after uh, yesterday's election. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's another topic for another time, uh, Alex. Uh, how how do you feel about the the election, Alex? <laughs> I try, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, Anthony Green's entertaining, so I had an interesting night at least enjoying all uh, that. Ale- Alex, but, um, Alex, it's Anthony. Sorry, Anthony Green. <laughs> he he was he was great. So I enjoyed that. So that was good. Um, but no, the whole result I was a little bit. I was probably more just surprised, but that's, a, yeah, again, another issue. I, I do like that Jared's brought up the voting because I think there's a couple of things that, uh, like, are we very happy with our jury? Like, we <laughs> gave what? So, summary. So, what, 12 to Sweden, 10 to France, 8 to Iceland, uh, 7 to North Macedonia, 6 to the Netherlands, uh, 5 to the Czech Republic, 4 to Russia, 3 to Germany, oh. 2 to Azerbaijan, 1 to Serbia. Like, surely we can't be happy with that to a certain extent. Who have we got to blame for Germany getting points from us? Who is this? Who gave them? Who placed them second? Christina, um, no. Jura B, Alice Chance. Oh, um, never invite her back. That's unacceptable. Second. Bring back Chance the Lion. And you decide, oh, yes, Germany was the second best entry. Um I think there needs to be an ICAC investigation there. Um, <laughs> she's obviously got some heritage links there, I think. That's that's disrespectful. Oh, God. I was very happy with that television. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree, yeah. El Fresh the line, not Chance the line. I don't know what I'm saying. But I mean, I think Iceland got some votes there, though, because um, there's a song that I was sad that didn't get high. It got top 10, though, I guess. So, um, yeah, anyway. Um, so, uh, actually, just before two, I get to these reveal before we close it out too. Just a uh, quick little mention. Thanks to everybody who was sort of tweeting along with us and uh, on Facebook and everything. Tanya Gray on Facebook uh, commented on our post and said, Surprise, Russia got so high up with the popular vote. Plenty of others were much better. Uh, I would agree with that. Just Sergei just didn't... He kind of phoned it in this year. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's still a bit bitter from the other year, but... Uh, I don't know that. And uh, plenty of tweets that we got throughout the night, uh, the day as well. Uh, Ryan Broadsmith uh, tweeted to us saying, can't believe uh, KMH, Kate Mill Heike, finished so far down the track. Agree with that. Um, and uh, a few others, uh, Kayleen Campbell um, saying that uh, she tuned and got a bit drowsy uh, after the German entry, which, um, yep, that's pretty standard. Uh, and then we also had a tweet in the last 24 hours uh, from Double Delight. So good. There's do- two of them. Uh, they were listening from Bris Vegas. So uh, hello to all our Bris Vegans listening out there. Um, so, yeah, hope you're having a great time listening. All right, let's get to the big one that we've all been waiting for. I know these two have been sitting there with bated breath wanting to know how they go um, with this. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Jar. How, how do you think you went with your... I don't know if you kept tally of what you predicted you might have you might already know this result but how do you feel your predictions went before i reveal i think okay um i feel like nothing was terribly off (laughs) um potentially uh i just feel like other people are going to be like one spot closer on on pretty much everything um so i'll kind of lose out that way alex how, how are you feeling 
Yeah, not bad. I think, again, that middle kind of thing could go anywhere. We were all very close in what we were predicting. So um, while I'm like, oh, I think I got a couple about right, there's also a lot where I'm like, oh, it's, if it's only a couple off, I could easily not have gone near that. So um, uh, I'm intrigued to see how we all went. Well, leading into this, I was leading. I got 17 for the semis. Jared got 16. Alex got 15. So we're going to add that on to our final totes. And if you're wondering how this works, people at home, we all obviously gave our predictions in the, the semi-final wrapping into this one. And uh, whoever gets closest to the finishing position uh, will get a point. If there's two of us who got shared the same position or are within the same number, we'll both get the point. And if you accurately predict the correct position, you get two points. Now, I'm just going to come out and say this right now because i pulled a czech republic i did very well in the semis and i did shit in the final so i'm not winning uh, i only got seven points in total for the damn final so i ended up on 24 so it's between you two all right i'm not in this i'm i'm out of this so i'll, I'll keep it tense so let's go from 26 to first and we'll go through this as quickly as i possibly can uh 26 and last the united kingdom thoroughly deserved um the point went to myself and jared we both said 25th so uh, there you go with that one. 25th was Belarus, and I got the point on that one. I'm actually off to a good start, but it doesn't last very long, folks. Uh, I said they would be 20th, so I got the closest there. Germany, 24th. Um, Jared and I both said they would be dead last, but Alex, you said they would be 24th. So you get two points for that one. Good job. Uh, Israel, the hosts, uh, were 23rd. Jared and I both get the point for that. We said they would be 24th. Spain, poor old Spain. We all had them in our top 13. Uh, I had them 8th. Alex, you had them 7th. And Jared, you had them 13th. So you get the point because you were the closest, considering how far they finished down the list there. Greece, uh, finishing 21st. Jared, you get the point for that one. You said that'd be 16th position. In 20th, San Marino. Didn't even talk about San Marino, but oh, their highest ever position at Eurovision. Congratulations, Sir Hart. Thoroughly deserved, in my opinion at least. And guess what? Jared, you get two points for that because you said they would be 20th. You had more faith than um, Alex and I did, so congratulations. Estonia were 19th. And the point goes to you, Jared. You said that'd be 18th, so very close there. Albania were 18th, and the point goes to myself and Alex. We said they would be 22nd. They're someone who finished a bit higher than we all thought. We all thought they'd be in the uh, bottom few there. Serbia were 17th. I get the point on that one. I said they would be 16th. Malta were 16th, and the point goes to me again. I said they would be 12th. Both of you said they'd be in the top 10. And actually, I, I enjoyed the Maltese one, but... Uh, Sadly, not as high as they probably would like. Cyprus, uh, Fuego 2.0, couldn't do the same as it did last year. Uh, but the point goes to you, Alex. You said they would be 15th. Actually, you get two points because you accurately predicted that. Congratulations. France, that was not as good as I was thinking it would be. Um, 14th uh, and two points go to you, Jared, because you said they would be 14th. 13th was Slovenia. And I get the point because I said that'd be 19th. Uh, both of you said that'd be in the bottom few, so uh, they did a lot better, a lot better. Uh, Denmark, um, they were six. Uh, sorry, no, they were 12th, but uh, Alex, you said that'd be 16th, so you're the closest there. Czech Republic, that's one thing that really annoyed me in the, uh, the, the people every time they revealed the 12 points. Oh, and our 12 points goes to a friend of a friend of ours. <laughs> yeah, we get the joke. Um, the point there goes to you, Alex. You said they would be 13th. Iceland sneak into the top 10 in 10th position. And Alex, you had the least faith out of all of us. Um, but you get the point because you said that would be 11th. 
Uh, Jared said that'd be the runner-up. I said that'd be third. So sad for us. Uh, Australia. Well, you know I'm not getting the point. I said they were going to win. Uh, but Jared, you get the point because you said that'd be seventh. So uh, close enough there. North Macedonia. Um, actually, interesting enough, Jared, you said that'd be 12th. So you're only four points off. So you get the point there. Um, I said 15th. Alex said 20th. Um, this is getting very tight on the scoreboard. I don't know if you're paying attention to it. Azerbaijan. I thought Jared was a long way ahead at the moment. <laughs> well, um, my points at least you'll see are kind of... <laughs> Just shut up, right? It's close. Um, Azerbaijan. <laughs> the, the, fi- the final tally's close, all right? It might not be right now, but you're obviously going to catch up. Um, Azerbaijan <laughs> finished in seventh. Jared gets the point because he said they would be eighth. Um, Sweden finished in sixth and both of you get the point because you both said they were going to finish in fifth. Uh, Norway got that fifth position and the point goes to you, Alex. You said they would be in sixth, so very, very close. Switzerland, you both said that would be third. They finished fourth, so you both get a point there. Russia was third. Uh, the point goes to you, Jared. You said they would be fourth after initially I thought you said they were going to be like 20th or something like that. So luckily I re-edited that one and asked you that question again. Italy were second and two points go to you, Alex, because you said they would be the runner-up. And you know that both of you predicted the Netherlands to win, so you're both getting two points. So, Jared, you ended up with 17 points from that. Alex, you ended up with 15 points for that which means that, Alex, you get a total of 30 points from the semi-final mix for that. Jared, you win. You got 33 points. So, overall. So, the winner of Eurovision 2019, Jared! Jared, are you looking forward to hosting Eurovision next year? That's, that should be the prize, really. <laughs> Is it a prize or a penalty? Um, <laughs> yeah, very much. Well, it's only fair. The Dutch heritage, I mean, it was going to happen, wasn't it? Um, yeah. The bookies had this on their cards um, from months ago, so... Mm-hmm. status is, is restored yep no i agree alex i mean good good job alex for somebody who hadn't uh, i think you finished last last couple of years so um yeah congratulations you must be satisfied uh being italy this year uh, i am normally yeah i'm pretty rubbish at this so i'll, I'll take being within three of jared mm, there you go and uh, i just yeah i just need to rethink my life i think apparently i'm the uk all of a sudden um but that basically wraps us up for another year uh I, I'm really keen for Euro, Junior Eurovision. We joke about it every year uh, <laughs> that we should do it, but stuff it. I don't want to be nice to kids. I want to. I want to rip into them. We're apparently going to Poland this year, um, which is going to be in November. So we've got some time. Are we keen? Are we down, boys? What are we thinking? Junior Eurovision. Are we are we up for this? I'll be there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. I, I can tell you right now that there are only, uh, what's that, like 10 countries in the moment? Australia's there, France, Georgia, Ireland, Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Russia, and Wales. So, obviously, the UK separate themselves or something like that. So um, Wales doesn't want to be associated with that finishing yeah. record. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Brexit's going to be a thing. All the countries are just going to, like, separate from each other. Uh, yeah, all right. Junior Eurovision. We're going to commit to that, folks, this year. Uh, November in Poland. Why not? So get excited if, you've, if you're if offended by grown men bagging out kids and don't listen to us. So, uh, um, Sorry, just throwing it out there. Are we, do we believe this Eurovision Asia is going to become a thing? Well, we asked this question last year and we still haven't had an answer. <laughs> they claim the Gold Coast is hosting it, apparently, but I don't know if that's actually true. Well, I, I think if anywhere's going to host it, it would be the Gold Coast, surely. <laughs> I don't know. 
I I would again I would like it to to happen, but uh, I I'm seeing here that it's expected to happen in November to December in the Gold Coast. So if it happens, we might be busy in November. <laughs> we might be doing two. Uh, yeah, sure, we'll cover it. But right now, it's saying that there is uh, so nine, 17 countries. Yeah, it's very vague, isn't it? Eight-day yeah, is. event featuring 17 countries right now. Uh, so Australia, China, Hong Kong, India, Indonesia, Japan, Kazakhstan. Aren't they technically part of Europe? Maldives, New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Whoa, I can do some reporting from my new home. Papua New Guinea. You can deliver that point. <laughs> oh, brew. Oh, socks points. Go to the Maldives. <laughs> Papua New Guinea, Singapore, Solomon Islands, South Korea, Turkey, United Arab Emirates, Vanuatu and Vietnam. Oh, there's no North Korea. Come on. This is ridiculous. I want to see them sing it. I, I'm so down. This is November's all of a sudden a busy month for us here on Eurovision. Like we, we we usually work for three days a year and then that's it. But um, wow, we're gonna make our money's worth. Uh, yeah, sure. Lock it in. Lock it in, Eddie. We'll do it. If it happens, we will do it. Guys, it's always a pleasure. One of the funnest moments of the year is doing Eurovision. Uh, Alex, thank you very much for joining us and uh, looking forward to speaking to you in November. It seems. My pleasure, Ben. And Jared, um, I'm sure as you're about to go cry yourself to sleep. Thank you again. And uh, hopefully Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be reporting to us live from the Netherlands next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Special shout out also to uh, Lithuania who missed out on the final by one point. Um, I think we're all glad we dodged that bullet. Uh, and hello to all our Lithuanian listeners, as per usual. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Remember to like us on Facebook. Again, we're not really that active outside of Eurovision times, but uh, we still appreciate the likes. We're on Twitter as well, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we will see you in the Netherlands next year. We will see you in Poland and the Gold Coast in November. And for the last time in 2019, good night and bye in Dutch as we listen to Duncan and fade us out. See you next year, Eurovision. Eurovision.